Welcome to the I'm a Health Visitor podcast. We want to help health visitors stay up to date, so we're here to give evidence-based information and insight into relevant practice issues. We're currently supported by the CPHVA Education Development Trust, McQueen Bursary. Hello, it's Amy here. And it's Jenny here. How are you doing, Amy? Hello, I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Hopefully, um, when edited, there won't be the lag that we're facing at the moment. (laughs) Oh, have I frozen? I'm going to dance, I'm going to dance. Can you see me dancing? Can you see my moves? (laughs) (laughs) They are really great moves. It's so unfortunate that this isn't a vlog. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing, (laughs) wouldn't it? There are some people who do video and podcasts. Yeah, not Um, us. We're not those people. Sorry, I don't know. Folks. If our if our listeners if our listeners wanted us to do that, mm-hmm. let us know. No, um, and we won't do we it. Could, I've got could... a face for the radio, my friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you haven't got a face for radio. You've got a lovely face. <laughs> well, thank you, but I think you know. Let's, aban- my... let's abandon about that. Let's abandon what we were going to talk about. Let's just talk about how lovely we both are and how we really should yeah. be on TV. And how great our <laughs> dance moves are, apparently. <laughs> oh, dear. It's been one of those mornings, guys. I, it, it's that thing of that thing of, you know, lifting up the curtain behind yeah. the, the smooth <laughs> finesse that you see of uh, the podcast. Oh, yeah. We had fun and games this morning <laughs> with... Uh, Phones accidentally being left on do not disturb, um, <laughs> passwords being changed and not passed on to the other one of us. So, you know, it's a wonder we've got this far today, really. It is. It is. <laughs> However chaotic it appears to you, people, believe me, it is more chaotic this end. Just, you know, so I think saying that it's, you know, streamlined and perfectly finessed from the listener angle probably is a bit of a stretch, but uh, we'll go with it. I'll take it. So today we're talking about <laughs> yeah, expressing it's... breast milk, aren't we, Jen? Yes. And I am lucky here yes. because I am, you know, your common gardener, whatever that phrase is, health visitor, um, with a bit of an interest yeah. in breastfeeding, but certainly not any specialist expertise of any kind. Um, I've breastfed my own to three years and we had, which she's still feeding now, which is three, and we had a... Um, bit of a tricky expressing period in our early days yeah. where we're doing lots of triple feeding yeah um so we'll come on to that but basically i am here to act as the listener and say jen please educate us with all of your ibclc wisdom <laughs> and tell me all about flanges Yes, people, flanges. Flanges. We're going to come on to flanges. Oh, yes, we're going we're gonna to go there. We're going to talk flanges. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think flanges is kind of... Yeah, we'll, not we'll yet. We'll get on to the flanges. I'm just trailing, but I think you know, something to look forward interesting. to for Definitely, definitely. Yeah, if you are offended by the use of the word flange, we will do a flange warning when uh, we're going to start mentioning them lots. Um, but it, it's one of those words, it's quite good to get your tongue around, isn't it? I love a good flange. It's good to say. It's fun. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I think the first off, I should probably mention where this ties in with some of our previous podcasts, because there's a couple that have 
we've kind of mentioned expressing mm-hmm. in them, but not really talked about the gubbings of expressing. So if you go back, and if I've got the book to hand, because I've just been talking about it with a client, but Mixed Up by Lucy Ruddle. We had our interview with Lucy yeah. last year at some yeah. point, or was it the year before? I don't know, it was ages ago. Last year, yeah. wasn't it? was brilliant it was a though. while ago but it's a really good one to to look at talking about combination feeding which yeah. obviously if you're looking at expressing you're often it's because you're doing an element of combination feeding also um more recently we had our podcast about faltering growth guidelines yeah I want to say it was faltering growth. Yeah, it was faltering growth guidelines. But something about it? the guidelines on yeah on. Uh, hang on, let me look up the actual name of this the thing. That would be. Helpful. I think it was about when to offer top ups, um, and so this really ties in hugely with that. And I think in both of those episodes, it gives. It's a really good one. Good if you've not listened to them already, listen to them after this one yeah. because the three of them together are going to really be kind of helping secure your knowledge around this yeah and also maybe not even securing knowledge as much it might be you listening to these you're going to realize that you've got gaps in your knowledge and that's okay um i think sometimes it's maybe something we need to cover in a future episode where we talk about how it's actually okay to realize you don't know as much um and it's sometimes a bit of a scary thing when you go oh heck i thought I knew everything yeah, about this. And on yeah. this and I knew where the boundaries were and now I'm realising, you know, there's like two extra fields before you get to the farm in that direction. I don't know why I'm suddenly going for farming why analogies. Not? But, I mean, you know, what I would say about that, with. I think you're totally right and literally I do this every single time we record an episode. So I start yeah. thinking, okay, I feel like I've got a handle on that. You know, like I feel like I know kind of roughly what we'd need to cover in that episode. And I start writing some notes and then I start researching and reading for it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot more complicated than I thought it was. And I think that is just one of yeah. those things where yeah. the more you find out about anything, the more complex you realise it is and the more you realise that you didn't know before. Definitely. So that is just the experience yeah. of learning so for me if you're experiencing that Indeed. that means you're learning so that is a major plus the episode that you were talking about by the yeah. way for people listening in is called top ups when what how and how much to give um and that was released back in um june last year actually so it was just around the same time as oh the my god was it combination june? feeding episode yeah um so they are both Jeez, really good episodes. I, I honestly thought that was about three months I know. ago. <laughs> it does feel really recent, doesn't it? But actually, it's this time last year. Yeah. And the um the, the top-ups episode is quite a long one. It's over an hour, I think, just over an hour. But honestly, I think it is probably one of the most jam-packed full in terms of useful content episodes that we've recorded. So yeah. it is worth... Um, your time if you if you can squeeze it in possibly definitely um, okay so yeah anyway so back to so, expressing yeah when so, would we express yeah so giving you heads up we're going to look at uh, we're going to talk about when to express uh, we're going to talk about the the mental load and the physical load that comes with mm. this we're going to talk about how to express um, we're going to talk a bit about um, hand hand expressing and a bit about using um, pumps 
Um, and talking about yeah, expectations around pumping as well, because I think that is one of the, the big things that happens, that we have this vision in our head of what's going to be happening, and sometimes the reality doesn't quite meet yeah. up. And um, it's that thing of working out okay. And I'm realising, as you know from previous podcasts, I mix all it up. I, I talk sometimes from the point of view of the professional. I say some things from the point of view of the parent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just <laughs> bear with. That's fine. It's all mixed in. <laughs> to be honest, it's it's. I think that's quite good because it, it, it often is like that, isn't it? You know? Um, Definitely. You need both Definitely. Bits of information, really. Yeah. Yeah. So when to express, and this is actually a fairly straightforward mm-hmm. thing, okay? So when we talk about establishing um, breastfeeding and talking about, and we talk, I, I know it's come up a lot as an IBCLC, it's like three key IBCLC principles. And these principles, number one, paramount is feed the baby, okay? Number three, is keep mum and baby together as much as possible. Mm-hmm. In the middle is keep the milk flowing. Okay? And that is because we know sometimes to feed the baby, that might not be able to be directly at the mother's breast. Um, there is this sort of talk about how, and I, I'm mm. so glad to have seen in recent years, um, terms like breastfeeding Nazi, or lactivist seem to have kind of gone out the window a bit because it's hilarious. Majority of people that mm-hmm. IBCLCs work with are not fully breastfeeding because the guys who are fully breastfeeding normally mm. aren't having any issues. And so, yeah, most... Uh, if yeah, you're an IBCLC yeah. working in practice, whether that's within the NHS or privately, the guys you see yeah. are going to be the guys who are having these sticky moments, who are having these tricky things and helping to navigate. So you express where, you know, when you need to express are principally if you are not able to fully breastfeed baby, mm-hmm. okay? It could be that that is because of health problems the baby has. It could be because of prematurity. It could be um, because um, you're having issues with low supply. Um, there is a range of reasons it might be happening that you need to express um, and because it's this range of experience of different circumstances, yeah, you know, there is a bit of tailor making to each approach. Mm. So if you've got um, yeah, and and obviously it'll be if your baby's premature, they're going to be in the neonatal mm. unit. It's going to be the case where it's the neonatal team supporting mm. them, and in that sort of circumstance, you're looking at them possibly the mother having to fully express she may not initially be able to get baby to at the all. breast no. at all to try. Yeah. Um, and it's that thing where there's a bit of a grey area in some of the writing sometimes and in some of the information you find because there'll be lots of talk about when mummy's fully expressing mm. and not so much talking about if they're somewhere in mm. the middle between mm. fully expressing or fully mm. breastfeeding. And it's that thing of having to use a bit of a judgment call, okay? I mean, we know that if mum is fully expressing then we ideally need her pumping at least eight times Mm -hmm. a day depending on where she's at with um breastfeeding depends on how frequently that she needs to express during the day if um if baby is taking some at the breast 
Um, and it also depends on, you know, how effectively baby is feeding yeah. at the breast. You can have a baby who is going to the breast at least eight times a day and mummy's still needing yeah. to express after every yeah. feed because baby just is not able to take as much yeah. on board. Equally, you may have a baby who is feeding at the breast um, pretty much full time, but mummy's just needing to express once or twice yeah. a day. Um and there's an element of parental choice here as well. You know, I mean, we do talk about, I mean, it's that thing where I think we often get ourselves tied up in a knot because I think it's um, it's one of those well-heard, well-trodden um, sayings, you know, not to express before six yeah. weeks. But then there are many who need to express before yeah. six weeks because they're needing to, to help boost supply, to maintain mm. supply, to supplement baby. Um, and so it's that thing of working out, you know, is I think... The key thing would be maybe not to express under six weeks unless they're having some degree of specialist support. And that could even be from yeah. a health yeah. visitor. It doesn't have to even mean that they're seeing an IBCLC or an infant feeding team. Um, but it does mean you know, if you're taking that on board as a health visitor, you need to ensure that you're doing those regular yeah, check-ins yeah. with them and reviewing how reviewing progress, reviewing how things are going. And looking at, you know, what the long term is going to look yeah. at. You know, often I would say if, if you're supporting a family with expressing, it's because you're hopefully not expecting not to need to express for very yeah. long. But that often isn't um, said, is it? So often, you know, we can suggest to completely. people, go, you know, you need to express and say, you know, you need to be expressing after every single feed. You need to be getting up through the night and expressing, mm-hmm. but not give them any idea of how long they might need to yeah. do that for. And so it can feel very endless if you're the parent on the receiving end of that. You know, it can feel quite like, I can't keep this up. Um, And uh, sorry, we're going to talk about emotional load, but it it kind of brings us to that. I think we move on to that. Yeah, definitely. That feeling of, you know, if you know this is a short term thing, you know it's going to be really, really hard, um, and you know it's short term, you can sort of hang on in there a little bit more easily yeah if you think oh god this is my life now all of a sudden the next day becomes impossible so it actually makes it somehow easier to cope sometimes if you know that this is only going to be for a short time you might that might be the difference between somebody keeping up and then ending in being happy with their journey versus somebody giving up or you know for being forced to to introduce formula um and then actually in yeah. the long term feeling awful about that and and ending up with long term you know guilt or whatever which obviously yeah. they shouldn't feel guilt but yeah. you know that yeah. can have no, really exactly. long term impacts exactly. for a parent yeah and at the same time as well you don't want them doing it where i mean sort of when we talk about um the top ups in that episode around faltering yeah. growth and things we also don't want it being where they suddenly go, oh, okay, they're growing okay now. We'll stop That's all the it. expressing, we'll stop all the yeah. top-ups. They have to be tailed off as well. So, yeah, I mean, looking at that emotional and physical load, because it is oh additional goodness. work, it it's is so additional hard. effort. Yeah. And there's some really relatively small things that can be done to help improve mm-hmm. that feeling. So things like, yeah, awareness that... Um, the pumping equipment doesn't need to be cleaned and sterilised every yeah. time. You can use a Ziploc bag, you can keep it in the fridge between um, expressions. 
and just clean it and sterilise it once every 24 yeah. hours. If I'd have okay. known that, that, that would is... have been transformational, if I'd have known that. Yeah. Because we were sterilising that at every single pump. Yeah. Also, um, yeah, you're wanting to talk about how it's, it's not about how much milk they take or they express, it's about that stimulation. Yeah. Okay, the whole thing with keeping the milk flowing is not because you're wanting to make X amount of milk. It's because we know that frequent stimulation yeah. of the breasts helps and frequent emptying yeah. helps to increase production. And especially in those first six weeks where they're going from zero milk yeah. production to the same volume of milk in 24 yeah. hours that they're then going to have pretty much for the next four or five yeah. months. You know, we need to keep that stimulation yeah. up. We need to keep that going. And we know it's going to be a different type of stimulation to a baby. You know, no one ever got a rush of oxytocin looking at any oh kind of Oh, my God, literally. Ever. They are the most soul-draining <laughs> things, aren't they, sometimes? People can feel so, yeah. you know, negative about their pumps. Yeah. And I think it's that thing, especially when if you're seeing a family um, and partner is there and mum is there wider family are all there then the really important thing is to talk to them about what they can do to help on this yes. journey um you know and things that they can do to make it easier make it more straightforward and i mean that could be actually taking baby for a little bit so that mum can express mm-hmm. or mum can have mm-hmm. a nap afterwards it could be ensuring that actually you know what let's make sure we're doing as much as possible for mum and so, or yeah or parents so that you know yeah. we don't have they don't have to even worry about making lunch or anything yeah. making everything really easy for them taking the time it's all well and good we talk about having these amazing snack stations yeah. but they're rubbish if the mum's then as the mum or parent then has to be the one to yeah, restock definitely. it every time you know so actually if the wider family can take yeah. on doing those yeah. little things yeah. for them and just a bit of kind of TLC um, being aware that this is going to be a really emotionally and um, physically draining thing for that parent who is actually definitely doing that that work yeah um and, and anyone yeah. who can help in any way and like, that might be taking the baby but it also might be giving the baby back sometimes you know a lot definitely. of definitely parents feel that I only get that I don't get the baby I only get the pump yeah um and that yeah. can be very demoralizing and um you know obviously everybody wants to snuggle their newborn don't they and those those times when you're breastfeeding are your moments or bottle feeding they're your moments for snuggling and bonding time yes. and actually if you're expressing you're not getting yeah. those moments so making sure that you try to you know offer them no, the choice exactly. of, of having that and don't feel that to help you yeah. have to be holding the baby yeah yeah and it's that thing as well of being have giving them that awareness that actually if baby is feeding um well at the breast um but maybe you know not well enough that they can avoid expressing then actually encourage them to feed baby after they've expressed Mm -hmm. because we know that um and you know it it's that thing where baby's likely to be a bit more tolerant of um working a bit harder and you're going to get that oxytocin rush to then encourage a letdown mm. 
Um, whereas if you're feeding baby and then trying to pump straight away afterwards, mm. and if they have fed effectively, it's going to take you a bit longer to express. And then you end up with the, the gremlins in your head going, oh, you're not making as much milk. Yeah. That's why you're in this palaver. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and it's that thing of kind of actually switch it around. Yeah. Because... Yeah, the baby's gonna be the more effective at stimulating and draining breast yeah. than the pumpies. Yeah, definitely. And when you're looking at when you look at doing the pumping sessions, yeah, you know, ideally no more than fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, you just it's demoralizing to have to do more than that. And also if you've got someone who I've seen so many parents who talk about pumping and how they're only able to pump once or twice a day. And it then turns out that in a combination of um, how they're using the pump and they're using a single pump rather than a double pump, it's taking yeah. an hour. And so, yeah, no wonder if you do it, it's taking an hour, no wonder you're only doing it yeah. once or twice a day. Yeah. When actually, if you can do it in 15, 20 minutes, yeah. six times a day suddenly becomes more achievable Definitely. because you're like, oh, hang on. And you're going it's actually. All, it's all working if the milk a bit more smoothly. Isn't flowing. You're more. It's more effective to swap breasts after each five minutes, and do you know? You yeah. know, swap, 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 so that you're getting lots and lots of stimulation. Yeah. yeah. Rather than sit there for twenty minutes. Yeah. So pump, I'm sure sucking away on a breast that's not actually giving you any milk. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if parents know that, that helps with the physical labour of it because, like you say, it makes it quicker process you know um definitely so definitely. yeah but i mean it's it is exhausting um, and and you know having an end game and a goal and knowing that this won't be forever unless obviously obviously there are parents yeah. that actually choose to express in the long term um yeah but but and yeah, and do you know absolutely that's totally fine for them works great so that's the way to do it um but it, for a parent that actually isn't enjoying expressing, a lot of people say, I feel like a cow. It's a really common yeah. thing, isn't it? Um, you know, I just yeah, feel like definitely. I'm just a milk machine. I'm not here for anything else. I'm just, yeah, you know. No. Um, and it's about looking at how you can ensure, you know, if you are the, if you're supporting a, an expressing mother parent, Mm. then you know think about well what can you do for them to show them that how amazing they are what can be what yeah. can you do to say oh my word look at this you are yeah amazing yeah, yeah yeah what moments can you spot to point out to the mum how much more she is to that baby than just a cow you know yes. can you see the mum holding yeah. the baby um or the parent i should say holding the baby and and looking at them and the baby gazing back at them with love and say, look how yeah. safe she feels in your arms. You know, look how much she loves you. You yeah. can just really see how much he adores you. You're his safe space. Yeah. You know, all of that validation yeah. is going yeah. to counteract those feelings that I'm just a milk machine. I'm just a cow. I'm not here for any other purpose, which actually is so harmful yeah. to your identity as oh, a new parent. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and that's definitely. all stuff that's so easy to do as a health professional. You know, any visit you do, yeah, there will be yeah. those moments. So just vocalising yeah. them will be a huge thing for that parent. Yeah. 
I remember um, spending a morning as a student health visitor in a sleep clinic with um, a specialist health mm. visitor and she was amazing Aww. and she was all about the micro expressions she talked so much to parents about the little micro expressions and they really and she would be in the middle of talking to the parent and she would then say oh my god I see how you just did that that is so beautiful and lovely and she'd literally yeah, break up yes. the sentences to say kind of I love that you've yeah. done that and oh my word can you see how you've done that and they've responded yeah, like yeah. that and isn't that yeah. beautiful and we're just oh my word you know how they magical come out sort of feeling 10 yeah, foot taller that is, that's what you because need of isn't it having had everything sort of pointed out and things and the physical load as well you know because yeah. it is that thing of you know they they may find that they're needing to eat more they have they're mm-hmm. ravenous they're needing to drink more as mm-hmm. well and things and so you know, being prepared for that is is sort of something really important and it's that thing as well it's always worth reminding them about how yeah breast milk is made from blood not from stomach contents and so it's like you know don't don't let them beat themselves up if they're having a tough time and they have turned to uh the patron saying chocolate cadbury's (laughs) (laughs) then that's fine yeah that's okay it doesn't mean that the value of their milk is going to be any yeah, less. Don't let their own nutrition um, become another thing on their to-do list. Yeah. And considering, um, you know, how to pump. And this is where we slip our bet. And I think it's something important to discuss with families antenatally. Yeah. Because so many families antenatally are looking at influencers. They're looking at the John Lewis baby list and things. Mm-hmm. And pump is the on their list. I mean, the amount clubs. of influencers. Oh, exactly. Mm. And it's just the influence. Yeah, influencers these days. The amount of times I see people who have been sent so helpfully mm-hmm. um, breastfeeding starter kits by um, particular yeah. companies. Yeah, a breastfeeding starter kit. You're going to need, you know, all these ten things. You've got to buy this really expensive pump, and you've got to do this. Breastfeeding starter kit, my yeah, friends, is pump, a boob a and a baby. And like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and the and just the thing is, you know, it's like it's worth avoiding buying a pump beforehand yeah. because you don't know how you're going to need to buy the pump. And most of the pumps that you are, that people are guided to buy are ones that are just designed for occasional yeah. to daily yeah. use. You know, I mean, the things like the, um, it's funny, I always remember someone aligning um, breast pumps to cars and I can't stop using the analogy now because it's just hilarious. So we talk about um, the hospital grade pump being like a Formula One car. You know, it's like perfectly tuned. It's going to go in, do the job it needs and get out again really quickly. Um, The sort of the Medela swing and the kind of LVs and all these sort of things. These are like your family get around yeah. cars. You know, they're like your Nissan cash yeah, car. Reliable. They're nothing that you're yeah, gonna be long term. Yeah, they're steady, reliable for regular but gentle yeah. use, you know. You're not gonna be trying to go two hundred miles an hour in them, but they're gonna get you from A to B in a in a fairly yeah. sort of gentle manner. Um and then hand pumps, the sort of manual pumps, B 
being like um, Robin Reliance. (laughs) (laughs) Which is awful because I know some people who do really well with manual pumps. Some people just can't get on with the electric and actually Uh the manual ones work really well. Um, I think the manual ones are often really good for guys who maybe haven't expressed regularly, who um, get to go out um and maybe not even returning to work but going out to um you know sort of going out on a, a date or something yeah. and they need something to just be able to use to express in the yeah. toilets yeah, so yeah, they don't yeah, yeah. explode or anything um yeah there are there are there are times and places for them um but when if you're in a situation where you're looking at a triple feeding plan like we've been um discussing then it's worth looking at hiring a hospital grade pump. So triple um, feeding for anyone who isn't aware is where you're kind of three feeding three times, isn't it? So you're you're um, breastfeeding, you're pumping, and you're feeding by bottle the topped up the milk that you've expressed. Yes, yeah, and that can come in any of those orders. Yes, um, sure, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be that order. So, I just mean, you know, for anyone who wasn't aware what triple feeding yeah, is, yeah, no, hasn't completely, to completely. Um, and yeah, because if you're if you're in really serious need, um, a hospital grade pump will be the option for mm-hmm. you. Um, now, some trusts. I think do sometimes have it or some hospitals have it yeah. where they can lend out hospital grade pumps but I feel like with covid a lot of this went by the by yeah. um it was really frustrating um the loss of these services because fair enough they couldn't guarantee the safety yeah, yeah but it should have been a pause on the service not a loss of it yeah exactly mm-hmm. but I think it is really um it's a really tricky thing to be able to organise and run as well. Um, I think there's so much... I'm sorry. Oh, my, my watch is apologising for that. I don't know why. That's all right, watch, don't <laughs> we? We're happy to um, accept your chipping in if you want it. <laughs> we should see if it could do the episode for us at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's got an opinion to um, raise. But, yeah, no, so it's a, it's a really tricky um, yeah. balance because also it's like you're often needing to look at private providers and yeah. obviously you're not be comfortable always recommending these to families no um yeah. what i would say is um obviously pumping is more frequently neat experienced by families of multiples twins and triplets mm-hmm. um and for them via the breastfeeding twins and triplets breastfeed and um, breastfeeding twins and triplets charity that's run yeah. by Catherine stagg yeah um he's also been a so, guest yeah run by episode. Ca- that's a great one Definitely. It's the Breastfeeding Twins and Triplets um, charity run by Catherine Stagg. They actually do help with the cost of hiring pump, hospital-grade pumps. Oh, do they? They have a, yeah. a discount code with um, Ardo, I think it right. is. And so yeah, if you are supporting a family with twins and triplets or more and they're needing to use a pump, it's worth getting in contact or signposting them to the charity um, to see if help can be provided. Yeah, if you're supporting a family with twins and triplets, it's worth signposting them to the charity anyway, whether they need yeah. a pump or not, isn't it? And also Definitely. worth you perhaps listening to that episode with Catherine um, because it's a really good one for um, multiple. Yeah, yeah. Well, even, you know, it. Um, she does the regular webinars as well on mm. breastfeeding twins and triplets. 
and um, there are plans afoot to widen the um, network of IBCLCs mm. who will be seeing um, families of twins and triplets um, via okay. the charity. So it's worth keeping ears out because if you have a family with um, twins or triplets who are struggling and really wanting to breastfeed, yeah. um, there could be access to, to free um, IBCLC visits for them. Would be marvellous, wouldn't it? Definitely. Okay, so that's all really useful. Um, have we, I mean, we haven't said much about in terms of how. We've said, so you said um, hospital grade breast pump for if you're doing kind of expressing to top up for a short yeah, period yeah, of time. So, yeah, so if you're needing to express to maintain and build your supply and mm-hmm. also to give baby um, additional milk, then I would suggest hospital grade pump. And you can rent these for like up to even as little as two weeks to a month. Yeah. So you actually yeah. end up you could you could end up spending a lot less yeah. um using a rental of a hospital grade pump than actually buying a pump yourself. Yeah, if you're not um, intending think, to pump in the long term. Yeah, I think two months hospital grade pump hire still comes out at less than the average Medela pump. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I mean, two months should be a long time, really, for this kind of a a short term issue. You know, in an yes. ideal world, yeah. you would be hoping that while you're pumping, you're also alongside this attempting to solve whatever the problem is that is meaning that yeah. they can't directly breastfeed. So, you know, tongue tie or, you know, whatever exactly. it is or... Exactly. If they've got a health problem, the child's got a health problem or they're in NICU or whatever, yeah. two months is quite a while, really. Yeah. And also it's that thing where even after two months, if you were needing to continue expressing, um, you could um, actually look at then getting a, an electric pump. Yeah. Um, it would Yourself, be that thing yeah. where you wouldn't be needing to continue with a hospital-grade pump. And there are no, yeah. some much more reasonable, not such big brand name pumps that are well thought of and highly regarded. Okay. Um, so that's all really interesting. Yeah. Um, if, sorry. No, don't worry, I was just miming to say where, look, where I was planning on going next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So you've you've chosen the pump you're going to use then. So surely you just get it out of the packet, whack it on the boob, and off you go. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. So <laughs> let's take a bit of a step back because before we even look at using a pump, we can think about what our hands can do as well, because there is oh, also yeah, hand yeah, expressing. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. actually, for some guys, even they may find you hand expressing is brilliant meets their needs um i think hand expressing is often easier for those who've done some colostrum expressing beforehand yeah um it's really really such a useful skill um and i mean it's that thing where you do see videos of guys hand expressing and the milk sort of shooting out and you're just like oh my word that just doesn't happen but you know no one ever videos for youtube their first ever time hand expressing (laughs) no so yeah, it takes time and practice, and getting to know your boob as well, getting to know where the right spot is to uh, to. Which to, actually um, is a very healthy thing to get to know your boobs 
anyway oh, definitely. you know this is this yeah, is yeah. Good, good idea generally yeah and and also for parents that really hate their pump you know i mean i, t- I can't stress this enough some people even feel almost like a ptsd trigger with the noise yeah. of the breast pump oh yeah so yeah. for those people that are really feeling that way actually they might want to hand express instead exactly exactly and the, there's no reason why they can't do that no and there are some lovely um videos available so unicef baby friendly have a video on hand expressing but mm-hmm. global health media who i absolutely adore have got mm. a fantastic video on hand expressing oh, brilliant. Um, i'll put the link to that in the um in the comments it, the yeah notes. and it's really interesting to watch the videos because it actually gives you a few clues as to how breast milk is transferred as well right because um when you're looking at the videos it's actually when you're kind of you're um when you're squeezing and got that pressure around the 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 base of the nipple that the milk comes squirting out yeah which is an interesting to bear with when we talk go back to talk about pumps in a second um but also it's that thing of um with the expressing you can also use um breast compressions technique to yeah. help with expressing as well and you can do breast compressions even when you're actually pumping so yeah ideally yeah, if you're looking at um needing to pump very frequently for baby who's got faltering growth or a tongue tie or anything hospital great you know double pumps are best because you're then obviously doing both sides at once you can use hat there's some brilliant hacks to um turn feeding bras into hands-free pumping bras you yeah. don't have to go out and buy the the pumping bras that go with the particular brand of pump um actually using their own bra and switching over the the strap side and the cup side you can come round and we can pop a link yeah. to a video showing that hack yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that your hands are free to express, to massage when you're actually pumping as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interesting thing is something which I, I watched a whole presentation on the other day, and this is our flange warning. We're going to flange, be talking about flange flanges. Alert. Flange alert. Ho, ho. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That should have come out more as a honk honk then. Sorry, that was really pathetic. <laughs> honk honk. I, <laughs> I don't know. Excellent. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it was interesting um, watching a presentation the other day um, about the size of flange that you should use with the pump mm-hmm. and suggesting that a lot of the flanges that come as standard with pumps are actually way too big. Mm-hmm. Um and advice has always been that the correct size flange should not touch the nipple at all. Mm-hmm. And the nipple should be free and to go in and out and things. However, what they're now suggesting is that actually the perfect size flange should be comfortable around the nipple. Mm-hmm. Because actually, when baby is feeding at the breast there is pressure around the nipple. Mm. It's not like when baby feeds, the mm. nipple is untouched and unsquashed. Mm, mm, mm. And actually, with a larger flange, what you end up doing is you're getting a lot of the areola going into the pump as well. Yeah. And so you're not getting that similar stimulation of yeah. 
sort of around the base of the nipple as well as on the nipple. Yeah. Um, so, and so was, uh, sorry, I'm just going to no, really basic, right. but just in case there's anyone listening who's really confused, um, if you've not really seen many electric breast pumps before, then you might not know, but it comes with um, like several different sections that you kind of push together and they're all, you can pull them apart and wash them and things. And the flange is the bit that actually goes around the breast. So it kind of looks like a sort of, I don't know, how would you describe it? It looks almost like, well, there are some that look like funnels. Yeah, like the top of a vase. They're a bit bit like a trumpet, the end of a trumpet. Yeah, end of a trumpet, that's a good one. It's like if you've cut off the end of a trumpet and you put, obviously, the biggest part around your areola. I mean, I'm doing a lot of hand gestures here, I'll be honest. Don't do this when you're describing this to parents. It looks a bit odd. But anyway, like you put the big bit around your areola and the nipple is supposed to be in the centre of that flange. So we can link to have we link to are there some good resources on flange size selection yeah, no there is a there is a nice parents? there is a nice hand nice um visual that i will put on the instagram great um, so pete you can share that with parents and we're not expecting you to be carrying multiple flange sizes around in your bag no. with you unless your name's jenny but um exactly. and you know testing them out on clients but it's just helpful for you to know that actually this is a thing because sometimes yeah. it can be really painful especially if you're using the wrong size flange not only are you not going to get much milk but actually also it's going to be rubbing on the nipple and that's going to be really painful no so the issue at the moment no so one of the issues at the moment is that rather than actually rubbing on the nipple what one of the issues been it's been painful because it's actually been where the flange has been too big there's been too much areola getting sucked into the flange with the breast which can then end up causing edema, causing swelling. Right, yeah. And actually oh, they end up with less milk coming out because they're, it's all inflamed. Not getting, they're, they're not getting stimulation on the right part of the breast and they're ending up actually irritating and causing issues. I think the key things um, to talk about flange size are that there have been issues with, and um, I think often when it's painful we often, the assumption is, oh, you must be using a flange that's too small, mm-hmm. when actually the chances are it's that it's a flange that's too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually, yeah, we end up with these, I mean, and some of the flanges are huge. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, if you think about it, it is like literally you're looking at the size of the nipple, and yet you can get, you know, I mean, 20, 24, I think, is often 24 and 21, are the standard sort of flange sizes that come with mm. most pumps. Mm. Is that and centimetres? And um, no, 21, 21 and twenty four millimetres. So that's the, the actual, thin end. The so thin you're looking end. at the thin end of the flange. Right. Yeah, the wide end doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but even you know, twenty four to twenty one millimetres. How many nipples have you seen that are actually are that wide? That's two centimetres wide. <laughs> They don't exist, or they yeah. are rare. Yeah, know? they're not. They're certainly not the average nipple size, are they? Exactly. exactly. Who thought you'd be saying average nipple size this morning? Not me. <laughs> really? And yet you knew what we were talking about. I mean, well, that's true. Sorry. I should have expected it. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you can now on um, Amazon and things you can get inserts that go into 
um, oh, the okay. flanges to narrow the sizes down. Now, a lot of these are silicon, which are quite soft, quite um, yeah. malleable. Um, there is some debate on um, whether the um, harder inserts would be better because, again, we're looking at that thing of that stimulation of mimicking that kind of hard mm. squash that they're going to get mm. in the baby's mouth around the breast mm. and that maybe the silicon is just a bit too little. But it's something worth trying where it's it's that thing where I think we often will say to parents, oh, you're maybe not suited to pumping or, oh, it must be the wrong pump. Yeah. And actually it could just be like a bit of tweaking with the flange size rather than buying a whole new pump. Yeah. It could be worth them considering getting inserts. And it's something which, you know, if any of you are looking at improving your infant feeding service, you know, yeah. having a, a pump library and a flange library could be something yeah. which would be amazing and worthwhile to consider. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. So we've chosen our flange size. We're happy with the flange. We've chosen yeah. our pump. We know what we're going with. Um, yeah. So now we just whack the pump on, yeah? Just like, you know, get your bra undone, whack the pump straight on. <sighs> um, right. So similar to how you wouldn't just go out and do the Olympic 100 metres without a bit of a warm-up. <laughs> um, let's just consider a bit of a warm up. Take a few moments on your um, on your environment. So I'm sitting in the middle of the lounge. There's like four people around. My baby's crying in the corner because they're really hungry, and uh, my partner's like screaming at the kettle, trying to get it to go off quicker so they can make up the the formula. Yeah, perfect. Then perfect. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna be amazing. Work really well. yeah. Oxytocin release will be like poo. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. So, so looking at the timing, maybe um, you know, put the baby to the breast because even if they're actually, yeah, if Dad's warming up the kettle to make a feed, fine, he can still do that. Baby can have yeah. a little bit of milk at the breast. You can have a lovely snuggle first, yeah, and then you know, excuse yourself or if you're happy to pump there, you can pump there. You know, if the yeah yeah you know, so some guys it's that thing where i can imagine for some guys actually going up into a room on their own to pump would be the worst. absolute worst yeah and definitely. absolutely make them having serious fomo serious yeah kind of, oh my word i don't like this you know yeah um that would be me so actually yeah so exactly it's like i want to be part of the conversation still definitely i hate um, it when you start breastfeeding and everybody immediately walks away you're like uh no oh god folks, yeah, if yeah, i wanted yeah. privacy i would have left like come yeah. back <laughs> i know i remember when i was in a and e still and i popped into a work do um like i think i popped into like christmas do or leaving do or something yeah and it was like you know i started feeding and uh it was like there was this exclusion zone. It's like someone secretly went out yeah. and put a post on around me. And Literally. I was like, seriously? Yeah, no like, one's going to come not... and talk to me? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sitting over here having a poo. I'm just feeding my baby. Oh, especially, especially with A&E nurses. You'd think they'd yeah, have a higher on. threshold for uh, kind of ookiness. We were hey in home. a cafe once. There's like a group of four mums. And all our babies were like, I don't know, two or three months old. They were all tiny. And... Um, we were like, this cafe is rubbish. Like the service is terrible in here. Like waiting and waiting and waiting. Nobody's coming over. Must have been in there an hour before anyone had even come over, like to like get our drinks or whatever. Like it was we were oh in there for God. ages. And then eventually we were like, do you know what? It's because they don't want to come over while we're feeding. 
Oh. And we had to eventually say to the waiter, like, really, if you're waiting for a gap when none of these babies are feeding, we're going to be here till Christmas. Like, they're three months old. <laughs> Just come over. Like, it's fine. Yeah. But I think people oh, are trying bonkers. to be polite, aren't they? And they're worrying yeah. about it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so the point is, wherever the mum person who's feeding feels comfortable is the best yeah. place to express and just doing a bit of massage on the breast first like i said talk about doing a bit of hand expressing even beforehand so some of those techniques yeah and to almost like warm up the boob pop the pump on and yeah you can do breast compressions and everything while you're expressing and yeah. it's that thing where often the often these pumps have kind of they call them biphasic pumps yeah. now yeah so they have the initial thing which is similar to the baby doing these fast quick sucks initially and it's the speed is the thing there so you want to have the pressure up so that you you can feel a bit of a kind of yeah pull and yeah it shouldn't be painful yeah it should be the you know sort of a gentle tug uh, but it's yeah. gonna be quite fast and yeah. quite sort of yeah hope, idea is that this stimulates um and is similar to the kind of the quick um num 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 nums yeah before the letdown occurs and it's then like, when the letdown i should have done a trigger warning trigger warning pump sound yeah <laughs> yeah and then when you have your letdown or after when you have your letdown or after two minutes um because yeah, which is the allocated amount two of minutes, time then it goes on to the and with that one, obviously you're not wanting it too fast, but you're wanting the pressure up as high as you can, is comfortable. Tolerate, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, when I, I always say comfortable rather than tolerate, because I think if you say tolerate, people are going to end up with discomfort. Oh, yeah, that's and true. And be like, actually. oh, no, I have to... And, and you don't you want it to be comfortable, because as soon as you're uncomfortable, the oxytocin starts going, oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, Hello. and then you're not going to get any milk anyway. Yeah. You, you, you experience a bit of discomfort. I'm not coming out to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm hiding um, behind a cushion now. Yeah, and typically, you know, as I said, 15 minutes is is plenty to, to get to stimulate and to have a bit of a, a you know, a couple of letdowns. Um, using um, baby socks over the bottles to help stop you from seeing how much you're expressing mm-hmm. is really helpful. Um, and just, yeah, play around. Yeah, it's chances are the first few times you do this is like you yeah, might you not really immediately get, get loads of milk. Um, and it's that thing where, yeah, for some mums and parents, they're feeling really full their baby can cry and they end up with wet patches and things. So yeah. those guys are probably going to be expressing that they're, they're probably going to have quite an easy ride with expressing because mm-hmm. it's that thing where they are so kind of fit to pop and fit to kind of go, Oh yes, it's coming. Yeah. It's going to happen. The guys who, um, you know, who find that they, they're not so leaky that they're actually, you know, yeah. And if you're having, if you've had a, a you know, a, a few days, a week or so, with baby not feeding as effectively at the breast, not yeah. able to take as much milk, then your body's probably already in a bit of a, oh, okay, is not much milk needed. So yeah. it may take several days to look at doing that. If low supply is an issue or concern, it's worth discussing um, with specialist infant feeding team, with IBCRC, with your GP, because it may be that things like domperidone might be of use. 
Um, and there are other Galactagos that you can look at, sort of herbal Galactagos, but there is sort of varying degrees of success with these. Um, mm. It's not a certainty. There's not one definite thing that can be recommended. Um, and the main thing say, is trying to transfer milk, obviously. Yeah, yeah. There's no point trying um, and encouraging families to use Galactagos until they're actually um, sort of removing milk several times a day i've had lots of families who there's been issues with feeding and they're only expressing once or twice a day yeah and they're like oh should i use galactagos and it's like well you kind of need to look at increasing the frequency of how much you're pumping before going down that route because there's still going to be the issue with milk removal yeah yeah so Okay, um, so the other thing I think is quite nice is um, the hands-on expressing. You've mentioned like massage and stuff. So there's yes. some really good online resources. It's called hands-on expressing, isn't it? Where you kind of massage and press against the boob as you're pumping at the same time. And we can link to some of those um, YouTube videos and things like that um, before um, in, the, in the podcast notes for people. Yeah yeah um and the website um breastfeeding support has got a fantastic article uh, which is from the point of view of um if fully expressing um and this is what i mean it's that thing where sometimes with these things you have to tweak them a bit so sometimes um some of the best information for anyone who's doing any pumping is going to come from looking at resources for those who are fully pumping yeah um and then look at tweaking that to your needs and things. Yeah. Um, there's also um, in that article as well, and in several places you may look, see power pumping mentioned. Yes. We should probably cover yeah. power pumping quickly. We should. So power yeah, pumping briefly. is a technique that can replace one of your pumping sessions a day. And it's where you do, um, over the course of an hour, you pump frequently, take break, pump again. Um, let me just look up quickly. Yeah. So technique um, from the Milk Meg, who is an Australian IBCRC, um, is this thing where you pump for 20 minutes, then you rest for 10 minutes, then you pump for 10 minutes, and then you rest for 10 minutes, and then you pump for another 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um so it's trying it's to mimic that cluster feeding, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And you combine it with you know, massaging before and during, before, during and after. You can combine it with hand expressing to get more milk. I mean, there is data that suggests that if you hand express and then use a pump, you actually get a third more milk than if you just use the electric pump alone. Mm. So it's a thing where... Yeah, it's a really handy way to try and boost your supply, and yeah. sometimes you may even only do it for like a day, yeah, a day, two days, and notice the difference. Yeah, um, it's not something that you have to do every single day, every single day that you're expressing or anything. No, um, but it is something that it's it's trying to mimic what a baby would do when they have those, you know, really frequent feeds, and they seem like they're never off the breast. You know, we know exactly. that what they're doing is putting their order in for 24, 48 hours later because they're about yeah. to have a growth spurt or something and they know they're going to be needing more milk. So it's it's just mimicking that natural process. All the, all of this is trying to mimic it as much as we can. Yeah. What, sh- what will the be happening? The other thing as well is that you know, pumping 
um, sessions don't have to be evenly spaced throughout the day. No. So a lot of guys find, yeah, I mean, it's it's well yeah. known that milk is more abundant in the early hours. So we do recommend um, yeah. at least one pumping session in the early hours of the morning. Um, and this is where, again, using your Ziploc bag and having the stuff in the fridge just makes it easier. It's just out yeah. on, yeah. you know, back in the fridge again. Um, also... Yeah, but a lot of guys find that they feel that their milk is more abundant in the morning than it is yeah. late afternoon, early evening. So you yeah. may want to weight your pumping sessions towards that. Yeah, um, so you do more pumping sessions when your milk is more plentiful in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just in case people might think that you were saying, you know, weight them the other way to try and bring up your supply in the afternoon. Oh, But yeah, you're saying no, no. trying to maximise, you know, if you're doing it to try and get volume to top up baby, then, you know, you're going to want to obviously yeah. make yeah. most of that what time would, when you've got lots yeah. of milk. But at the same time, it's like if it, it, it's also trying to um, sort of reason it's that you're not going too long without milk removal. Yeah. So you can work with baby's pattern as well. I mean, as I said, milk's more abundant in the morning, but you may actually choose to feed baby directly in the yes. morning more. Yeah. And that's fine. It's like there's no one set path. No. It's more about ensuring you know what the parameters are to then be able to work on individualised plans with your family. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's really helpful. So I suppose the last thing that we haven't really touched on and it's just you know kind of we've we've mentioned it a couple of times briefly but how much milk to actually expect because I think a lot of people worry because well everybody worries that they haven't got enough when they first start expressing you know I don't think I've ever heard of or spoken to anyone who's gone oh yeah just latched the pump on I just you know got loads of milk I'm really satisfied I'm feeling really happy with the amount I got that never happens so yeah. everybody is expecting massive volumes and also if if you're working with a parent who's mixed feeding or giving formula um, they will be used to seeing a big volume of milk in the bottle going into their baby and their baby guzzling that down hungrily and yeah okay I'm really now satisfied and full so if they don't get you know if they're getting 10% of that or 1% of that when they pump they're going to feel extremely demoralized and they're going to feel that they don't have enough milk so the first thing to know is that that the amount you're pumping doesn't reflect the amount that's in your breasts exactly exactly even if you're absolutely certain that they've got the right size flange their technique's amazing yeah yada 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 it's still never going to be as effective as the baby would be at the breast so it doesn't Um, tell you how much the baby is taking when they feed no that is number one the parent must know that in in the last week or so i've heard of parents who've been advised to feed baby for half an hour and then express and see how much milk they've got and try and use that as a judgment on how much baby's taking it's just baby, you can tell how much baby is taking by how long those lovely chains of active suck pores swallows are. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, by looking at how many gulps you're hearing baby taking and the frequency of those gulps, that tells you And looking you at their nappies, you know, it's the old yeah. favourites. We know how to tell how much milk baby's getting. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's that thing of looking at, you know, rough, I mean, for most parents... Their aim with pumping is to be able to um, to stop using additional formula. 
-hmm. And it's that thing of setting up these mini goals, looking at setting up a series of small goals for them to reach. Yeah. So, you know, it might be initially they're looking at being able to pump enough to give half as much of the express milk and then yeah. supporting them on building that up. So it's never going to yeah. be that you turn around. You know, it shouldn't be so much that you say, oh, you have to express this much volume now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. It's going to be more a case of acu- you know, looking at accumulating and accumulating and moderating you know if they're actually and often when they're able to express really huge amounts of milk yeah and it's that thing of looking at well okay so how needed is this how effectively is baby feeding at the breast it's that constant cycle it's never going to be about just the one thing it's a really dynamic process yeah looking at baby looking at their nappies looking at their feeding behavior um you know and so it does it needs a lot of support and does does, need a lot of time it it does take commitment and i know that that sort of level of support is really tricky for a lot of health visitors at the moment because they're so stretched yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah. and and that's where your infant feeding teams come in and and you know uh, yeah having to kind of lobby for that i suppose yeah and maybe the kind of volunteer support that's available in your area as well yeah up with um the other thing i would say is that there are some amazing um instagram accounts by ibclc's which have got brilliant information um for healthcare professionals and accessible to parents about pumping and about all sorts of different things so um there is the amazing um olivia um, hospital lactation consultant who I'm going to give a massive shout out to because she is amazing and she is actually she doesn't see clients privately she has her Instagram to almost highlight what she does in hospital um, right. so yeah she is Olivia underscore lactation underscore consultant and um, she does amazing brilliant videos all in her own time um that you know that are just brilliant um there's also obviously Catherine Stagg who's brilliant um there is um Feed Eat Sleep who is a lovely um yeah she's brilliant as well and she and Stacey and she is an IPCRC but she has a feeding and speech therapy background so it's that thing where speech therapists are one of the worst named job titles because they cover so much more than just speech yeah definitely and Stacey works with children with a lot of feeding and eating issues and has her IBCLC um, background as well which just makes for amazing reading um and yeah I think those would be my top three yeah so if you've got a family um who are very proactive and you know someone who you know is going to do the reading and like want to be informed on all of this stuff then actually that really helps you as a practitioner because if you signpost them to the resources that's going to help you in terms of the ongoing workload of managing that family the information that you the time you need to spend with them will be less because they will be well informed from the sources that you've shared with them. So it's a time effective way of doing it for you. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you're working with a family that are less proactive and where you know that is going to be a challenge for them, then that is a different kettle of fish. And then that's where you're going to have to involve the infant feeding teams and the local support that you know that is available in your area if there is any. 
um yeah. and you know and that's where we go from there but but yeah. But but knowing what to expect in terms of knowing that actually the first few times you pump you might not get anything, then you might get a little bit, you know, small amounts. It's not yeah. huge. You're not going to be pumping hundreds and hundreds of mils. No. And also, there's going to be queries that families have around pumping, around doing this, that you're not going to instantly have the answer no, the to. the answer, yeah. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. And I think families are often actually far happier for you to say i don't know but let's have a think and work work it out yeah. let me have a you know let me look at some information um because i think they understand that we're not going to know absolutely everything yeah, and it's yeah, a really yeah. good chance at times to broaden our own knowledge and our awareness mm, yeah um because it's that thing where you end up um you know there's the known knowns there's the known unknowns yeah yeah. and then there's the stuff that you don't even know that you don't know until it comes up and you're like oh my word hang on how did I not know this yeah you don't have to be an expert in it it's like every area that we work in we're not an expert in any area really you know like super expert are we there's always like a specialist pathway that we're signposting on to if if we're kind of more we're more of the generalist so yeah um what's your opinion on um those kind of apps that like monitor the volume of breast milk you've expressed and because as a parent myself I know I know I know um and it is a little bit like you want to be careful that they're not getting overly anxious about it but yeah as a parent myself I actually used that like a lot not in terms of oh how many minutes did she feed on each side but I used to like log how much mils of formula I'd expressed and then I would log you you expressed formula (laughs) how much mils of formula she'd been given in a bottle and how many mils of, of breast milk I'd expressed and then so it's like um you can see on the app it shows you like a little graph of um yeah of, so like it's you know one color is the the yeah, formula yeah. and the other color is the breast milk and you can see over time the amount of breast milk you're giving increasing the amount of formula milk you're giving decreasing and as long as you can see those two you know the balance going up of the breast milk yeah. if that's your goal that actually can be quite encouraging to help you to see that you're moving in the direction of your goal so actually if you gave a little bit of formula today that doesn't matter because overall if you look at where you were a week ago you're giving more than you were so in a week's time you know you might be that yeah. little bit further forward again that sounds amazing the apps i have the issue with are the ones where um it's uh fed you know fed feed started at this time feed stopped at that time yeah because that tells you absolutely nothing about the quality of feed something like that sounds really good and like you said being able to really positively show the impact that you make you're able to make and things yeah no i've got no issue with one like that yeah so if parents find that useful you know if they're one of those a bit like me kind of analytical and quite like you know wanting to be able to see progress um it's quite a nice way of being able to see progress because it does feel like such a thankless task this yeah it feels like why am i bothering because i ended up giving them formula anyway you know yeah. Um, and if you're a mum that really doesn't want to give formula, then that can feel really bleak. So actually, yeah. um, 
knowing that well look actually you know a few times my husband said to me get that graph out where's that app you know show me how much milk yeah. you've expressed in the last That's 24 hours for our baby yeah. because when you actually see that written down it makes you go oh yeah. do you know what actually I've done really well yeah so the the only issue I have with using apps generally or, or well, the issue I have with using the timing apps I've just mentioned yeah but with other apps is that thing of I think a lot of us come to parenthood from yeah. the point of view of being, <laughs> oh, you know, we as professional people and things, we've done A, we've done B, and then we've done C. And we know if we do F, yeah. it becomes, we do G, then yeah. H and I occur. And parenting is more like, oh, God, I've done A, and then I've done D, and now I'm at M. You know, yes. and it's something yeah, yeah. of getting used to the fact that you can't control you can't plan yeah. um and so yeah trying to take that step back to being more intuitive rather than being yeah you're right it's all so about kind of, oh, a definite plan but the the kind of that sort of looking at and because and you've got definite data there as well about you know, yes. the yes amount of formula milk the amount of breast milk expressed yeah. you're dealing with definite so that yeah. that i prefer Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, look, I hope that's helpful. I mean, there's loads there for um for anyone yeah. who is wondering about been, expressing. I was going to say, I hope that's been useful. I sometimes feel like Thank I just kind of go blah, 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 blah. Um, no, it was all really episodes, good. Thank but... you so much. Thanks for sharing. Um, and thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, definitely. And we've got summer coming up. And so summer, we're going to be doing replays of some episodes yeah. again. So if you have any special requests, if there's yeah, an episode favorites. that you feel that was your favourite um, over the last few years um, that you'd like us to share again, or if there's an episode that means something to you, let us know why it means something to yeah. you. And we'd, we'd love to always sort of do a few sort of special like, stories, dedications or special stories. That would be I'm wondering lovely. if I'm wondering if we should um re re uh, play the uh, Christmas one just even though it's completely <laughs> wrong time of year just because it is so funny. Um, I wonder if middle of summer holidays we could all be doing with that sort of cheer in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> funny, that was a great episode. Um, we should look at what the listening figures were for that one. Actually, I wonder yeah, if it was higher than normal. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but in the meantime, you can get in touch with us via Instagram, I am a HV, on Facebook, I am a health visitor, or via email, I am a health visitor at gmail.com. I nearly forgot the name of the, the email address <laughs> then. Um, and yeah, and don't forget as well, if you've listened to this episode or any of our episodes and have used it um, for some of your CPD, then get in touch if you complete the um, CPD template, um, which we can either send to you or you can find on the NMC website. We mm. can send you a certificate to say to confirm that you've done some. And it's also yeah. really useful for us to get a bit of feedback on what you think of the podcast and yeah. how you're using it practically. Um, it's so nice got... to hear that something you're doing is useful to someone. It makes Definitely. it worthwhile doing it. So it's lovely. Definitely. I've just sent out a couple of certificates this morning via email. So we were talking about lovely. them before. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. um, 
and yeah and also if you've got any um any topics you want us to cover if you've noticed a gap in what we've covered let us know um and if you're doing anything amazing innovative you're studying you're researching and you'd like to talk to us about it please um, please do it's it's i promise it's more of a chat than a formal interview coming on the podcast i mean if you've listened to this episode like you'll know we're not exactly standing on ceremony here (laughs) (laughs) i I promise we don't even insist on formal evening wear now (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're more likely to find me in pajamas than top hat and tails i'll be honest <laughs> i usually put oh. clothes on for uh, interviewing guests though it's only jen that gets yeah. to see my pajamas well you know <laughs> it's, just, it's often funny when we end up we've both got dungarees and similar color tops on it's like oh yeah, yeah okay, literally like, this is our uniform podcast uniform <laughs> So until next time, see you then. Okay, bye everyone. Thanks for listening.